Hello, you guys, and welcome to We're Podmas Together. It's the podcast where we guide you through your favorite or not so favorite Disney Channel original movies. Thanks for listening. I'm Josh. I'm Lori. I'm Brandon. And I'm Hana. Yay, we have another <laughs> special guest this week. Hi, Hana. Hi. <laughs> um, tell us a little bit about your DCOM past. Did you grow up on DCOMs? Are you indoctrinated as we are? I did. I, I was born in the early 90s, so I grew up watching Disney Channel, Disney Channel original movies. Um, my favorite of all time Disney Channel original movie is Brink. I uh, like nothing. <laughs> nothing will ever come close to Brink. Halloween Town is my close, close second, but Brink will always be my favorite. Our other co-host, Sammy has been in the process of making a religion based around Brink. At one point, she had her phone auto-replace the word God with Brink. Oh, my God. Oh, my Brink. <laughs> she, she got really That's tired intense. of it and stopped it after a while. But... <laughs> All right, you guys. Get your flame on and head to the afterlife, because today we're watching The Scream Team. So this very professional movie re- summary is from IMDb. Eccentric Frank Carlyle... Carlisle ran a horror shop in small town Steeple Falls, which takes pride in and profit from its Halloween traditions. Frank's widower grandson, that's false, it's actually just his son, uh, Richard grudgingly re- returns there from Boston with his own kids, Bright Ian and Braddy Claire, to settle the inheritance. Ian discovers Grandpa's house is really haunted, and not just, as legend holds, by historic owner Zachariah Cole, who was born, born on the stake. This is all fake news. Ian was okay, not that wait. bright, and Claire was not bratty, and the house wasn't actually haunted. Yes. Okay, and I'm pretty sure eccentric Frank Carlyle did not run a horror shop. I, well, he had that store that, like... hardware shop. Was it? I don't it know like that they ever... hardware museum. Hardware museum? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, like, hammers and know. stuff? He did something... I, I don't. I'm not familiar with the hardware museum, Brandon. Can you explain it to me, please? Yeah, basically, you just take rusty pipes and put them in a case, and people come and look Ooh. at them. Duh. No, no, no. That was at the library. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was at the library. <laughs> they just showed the front of the sign. It was like Carlisle's Hardware Store. There's nothing horror about it. Yeah, I think that sounds and right. No one celebrated takes pride in and profit from its halloween traditions it was like halloween happened to be overlapping with the zachariah cool thing i this this summary is trash this movie's called the scream team i was honestly a little bit hesitant to watch it it didn't look appealing it didn't sound that interesting the trailer kind of sucked um but uh luckily it wasn't that horrible did it have any actresses you were fond of in it, Josh? I love Cat Dennings. <laughs> <gasps> who is in Raise Your Voice with Hilary Duff? Wow, who? I was oh, trying to, I who, honestly, who? I know she was like a big deal. She might still be, but I was trying to think of what else she's been Hillary in. Hilary Duff? Yeah, she's a fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, we love Hilary. She's queen. Cat Dennings is also a big deal, I would say. Well, okay, but I was yeah. trying to think of what else she's been in. I know she's in that sitcom now, or was she? She was in Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. Okay, I remember that. Oh, yeah. 
I forgot that was her. I think that was her first big role. Well, had you guys seen this movie before? No. No. I must have at some point. I don't remember. <laughs> but I did remember certain scenes. I, I distinctly remember the scene with one of the ghosts going down a pipe. And then a scene at the end with an explosion of fire. But, I mean, that scene was also kind of generic, so. I think I remember the, like, invent, like, the grandpa had invented stuff. And there were a lot of gizmos and gadgets. I think I remember watching that when I was little. That was the ultimate Christmas present. (laughs) Santa Claus. Are you sure that wasn't Flubber? I know the difference. (laughs) <laughs> it's a very similar dank it's not clutter i don't think that that's the right use for the word dank i make the rules here i don't think you do taste the schnozberries they taste like schnozberries it also had eric idol in it aside from kate dennings oh, yes, cat yes. kate oh yeah um he was in casper which wasn't a disney movie but was another like spooky ghost movie that was i guess not super close to this one. It would have been like four or five years after. But he was in Monty Python with John Cleese, who played a ghost in the Harry Potter movies. I think he was only in the first one, though. And this so this was Eric Idle's response. Yes, it was him trying to one-up him. And I think he succeeded. I felt like this movie had like a hodgepodge of kind of different themes and like styles of other movies that were going around at the time. It had yeah. like a Harry Pottery vibe. It had a Caspery vibe. The after afterlife waiting room was very Beetlejuicy. Yeah, that's what was from Beetlejuice that it reminds me of. Hannah mentioned it. She said it was a, a like it. Yeah, you get the the New England town. So, which all all of Stephen King's things are set in New England towns, New England small towns primarily. You get kind of the same concept where it is set around the the wheelhouse, um, and this is set around um, Zachariah's house that he blew up. So you kind of get similar themes there, too. So you could say that this is the kids' bot version of horror movies. (laughs) That's brilliant. (laughs) That's pretty good. It's really good. I like that. Let's get into where the movie begins. It begins, and it's... It's a bunch of ghosts running around a house looking for a man because they need a date. Their Tinder nope. wasn't working. <laughs> I was going to make why. that joke. I'm very surprised you went there. That's not very much in your... <laughs> huh. Okay. You're Well, you're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're like, where is he? I don't know where he's at. And we don't know who they're talking about. But then it like cuts to the kids and they're watching this funny video and they're at their grandpa's funeral. And I really like sad. the idea of playing like videos of the dead people <laughs> of the, mm. the recently deceased at the funeral, like having like the video of like him being, yeah. and it was like him working on an invention, which seemed to be his passion with his like kids, grandkids that he was very close with. So it was super cute. It was really cute. Josh cried. And he was smiling and laughing. <laughs> And then the, the, their dad came in and he's like, what are you watching this for? And like turns it off. And then he's like, see you smiling for once in your life, dad. <laughs> I was like, whoa, whoa daddy Josh. issues already. Um, at the funeral, Ian walks off and goes into this room and finds a random old guy throwing books everywhere. I thought that was the sister. Sure. Yeah. Braddy Claire. 
Claire. Yeah, I was Ready, like, Claire. I was gonna call her Cat, but I was like, that's not her movie name. What excuse does he give her for like throwing these books everywhere? Wasn't he just like, oh, I'm just trying to organize or something? Like, I think he said he was dusting. Yeah, it was something really? where it was like, oh, just just helping out, and then just walked away. And she's like, what? He invites her to a Halloween party. Ooh, great! Really an old man why. inviting That's... a teenage daughter, or not daughter, a teenage girl, to a Halloween party. Like, hey, I'm having a party later. You want to come? I thought it was weird too. <laughs> I thought he was for sure gonna be like Calabar. Yeah, where he was like trying to murder her at the Halloween party, but he was just like, "Oh, here's a flyer. You can come <laughs> if you want to. If you don't want to, that's fine too." I mean, later on we find out that it's this huge festival that the entire town goes to. So I want to live in one of these towns where they have epic Halloween festivals because it's so yeah, delightful. Too. I think you need to move to New England then, or convince <laughs> everybody in Austin, like, "Hey guys, let's get together. Let's do." this thing that's very austin-y so you'd go around handing out flyers only to teenage girls though good ian goes down or we find ian downstairs and his dad comes in and ian's messing with some of grandpa's gadgets and it's clearly mostly junk but dad says as much and i really wanted someone to say he was messing with grandpa's junk (laughs) (laughs) so ian was messing with grandpa's junk Oh no, I just no. went there. <laughs> oh no. Oh dear. Let's just move on, please. So Ian freaks out because dad kind of insinuates that they're probably going to get rid of stuff, which if anybody's had a family member die, it's not fun because you have to go and no. pack up their stuff. And it's stuff that like your grandpa or grandma or whatever it's their stuff so there's an emotional bond but then you're also like okay this is literally just like a kitchen rag i don't need to keep this but it's grandma's kitchen rag or something like that so it's just so dad's probably thinking through like oh god this guy has a 17 room mansion for some reason um we're gonna have a lot of stuff to go through also he's kind of a hoarder i hope there's no rats and then instead ian like kind of rightfully he's a kid and he's had his grandpa that he was close with just died gets really upset that his dad would insinuate that all of grandpa's stuff isn't worthwhile yeah i mean but then ian's like this is the thing we made last summer together and that thing's the thing we made the other summer together and i was like oh no it's not chunk they're special memories (laughs) i like though that he picked up one of them and he goes well i don't know what this does but it's it was grandpa's (laughs) and like almost starts crying Well, and, like, the only real stuff we've seen from Grandpa is his pumpkin carver is the invention that we keep seeing over and over again. And it, just, it doesn't work. It's not great. And so we're not led to believe that Dad has any reason to want to keep most of this stuff or that, like, he was yeah. – he's a typical nutty inventor, professor guy, like, in most of these movies. Yeah, the dad was put in a pretty tough position in this entire movie, especially considering his relationship with his father – and then having to throw everything away that his son wants to remember him by. I This movie dealt with a lot of stuff that was very serious for a decom. Like, usually they kind of skirt around the concept of death or come up with fun code words for it. And this one, they're like, no, here's a dead person. Here's their ghost going into the afterlife. Or like, at the end of the movie, you see grandpa's ghost. So you're sitting there like talking to his dead father and dead grandfather. As he's just like hanging out on the couch, couch like super pure white, like a corpse. And then I like the afterlife parts where you kind of get an idea of how or when the people died. And, like, when you think about it, it's really depressing. One of them was a cheerleader. I'm like, did she fall off the top of the pyramid or something? Like, that's a bummer. Can you imagine being at that football game? 
one of and them then was the, in a the, wedding dress and oh. the skydiving suit yeah jumper like, suit yeah were kind of some of them were kind of like supposed to be funny they had an elvis impersonator which is funny when you first look at it but then when you think about it you're like that's just depressing <laughs> there at least were no children ghosts like at the that's end of miracle on lane two yeah okay but like <laughs> this is a kid's movie what kid is gonna get the elvis reference like that's obviously oh, yeah. written for a parent watching this movie with their that kid. was something else i noticed about this one is usually the decoms like their cheap stuff you can put on TV that kids will probably watch. This one felt more like if there's a grown up, like a movie theater level kids movie, they put in a bunch of stuff to try to make the grown ups mm-hmm. go. This movie felt like they were trying to get the grown ups to watch, even with just like casting Eric Idle. Like kids don't care who he is. There's no reason to like pay him however much to be in this movie. It's like a yeah. lot of this felt more adult. Yeah, it definitely felt more well rounded than other movies we've seen. So we find out about the legend of Zachariah. He, uh, he's a bad man. It's just a myth, though. He, it said he was an arsonist. He would, he would put things on fire. And when his wife got mad, he got upset and burned the house down and killed her. And then he got burned at the stake for it. That's the story of Zachariah. I, I, I don't know. I turned into a ghost at the end. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, but also that whole story is like very spooky and very adult for a decom. Yeah. The flashbacks. Yeah. Those so were cool. good. The special effects were not no. awful in this. Like, they weren't great, but like also think of the time period. But for a decom. For yeah. a Disney movie, they weren't awful. This part reminded me of like something they would have shown in American Horror Story. Yeah. Straight up. It was spooky. The guy turns around and he throws a fireball and it like flies towards you and you're like. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) The guy like is a murderer, but like he didn't just like kill his wife. He literally burned her to death when he got upset with her. And then the town decided like, wow, this is very, I don't. And it's a true story. Well, I mean, not really true, but like the guy was true-ish. People got burned. Supposedly, his house also blew up and just formed a giant hole, which I really wanted more more as to how the logistics <laughs> of that worked, because I'm pretty sure that's not how blow up, like, <laughs> the house just disappears. <laughs> that's not how yeah, explosions. I mean, personally, I'm shocked that Mythbusters never covered this myth from a non-known Disney Channel original movie. Uh, so since they're from Boston... And they're there just to clear out their grandpa's house. Uh, Ian sleeps in his dead grandpa's room. And he's like, you didn't die here, right? I'm not scared. It's not haunted. And I'm just like, man, I hope they changed the bed sheets. Like, they had to have, right? They didn't say they did. We never did find out how his grandpa died, did we? I don't think we did. I don't think we know. I think he just passed away from natural causes. So it would have been in the bed. He died in his sleep in his bed. No, they show it for a second. I think he was on the couch or something. Oh. <laughs> they really show it. It was the pumpkin thing. I, the pumpkin remember, thing, it just like went through his head. It slipped. Oh, God. The spoons. Just like, ew. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah. He, so poor little Ian has to sleep in his dead grandpa's it room. It doesn't seem like he has to. It seems like he was like, I want to do this as long as he didn't die here. Well, his father put him in the room and was like, is this okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm not even scared. So I don't think he was like, I really want to sleep in his bed. I think he was like, this is the only room. I thought he seemed excited. Anyway, Grandpa's headboard starts a shaking. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh really, Brandon? That's where we're at. Was this before or after they played with Grandpa's Junk? <laughs> I really hope you cut all of that. Oh, oh damn it. No. Now you probably won't. Poor little Ian freaks out because the whole room seems to be shaking. And he, like, runs out screaming, <laughs> as you would. Uh, and I love this part. You it's find so... out It's literally Claire under the bed, like, shaking the bed as hard as she can. I think that's a rite of passage with being the older sibling. I mean, I wouldn't know because I'm the younger sibling, so my brother did all the terrorizing to me, but... Yeah, it felt like a real brother-sister thing. <laughs> it was perfect. She was, I think, the best... I think this was one of the best, aside from maybe Smart House, I think, um... Like sibling relationship, uh, maybe Brink too. Didn't he have? Yeah, because he had the same little sister as yeah. Smart House guy. But I think this was a really good. I liked their relationship a lot. It was perfect timing for her to spook the heck out of him, because a real spooky spookster appears. He comes right out of the closet as a ghost. <laughs> I have something to tell you, Mom and Dad. I'm a ghost. <laughs> so all the books that. What's his bucket? Grandpa had in his bi- reading room, I guess, um, and that that other guy, old guy were going through were actually library books. So it seemed like he had a bunch of library books. Was anyone else disappointed that we didn't get to see inside the books whatsoever? Because they weren't like normal, conventional books. They were like ledgers, uh, yeah. and I really wanted to know why the grandpa had the ledger. You know that in the Pinterest craft where you can like glue pages together and make little book safes. It was where he kept all of his weed. And Disney Channel couldn't show it, but they're like, people... Uh, makes yeah, all the Disney sense now. Like, people know. Was anybody else mad that later in the movie, Claire was literally ripping pages out of this ancient book? As a book lover, this movie was really <laughs> awful for books because they're throwing them on their floor. They were. They're... Ripping pages out. And like, then, not and taking... They're stealing them from the library. <laughs> and she, like, throws up one of the pages that goes into the fire and all I could think of was like, what you could preserve that, and that's part of history. <laughs> so yeah, not a great movie for books, but you know, whatever. You got to save a town, burn a book, a save books. a town, burn a few. Yes, yeah, that's exactly that's... what I've been trying to tell people. That's gonna be our new motto. Everybody okay with that? Okay. Okay. Speaking of books, that McDonald guy. He does not stop harassing these kids about stupid books. She's walking down the street. Like, this guy is the poster boy for really inappropriate behavior towards a young woman, teenager. He was, like, driving very slowly, talking to her, and she was, like, trying to get away, and then he ran into his own pumpkin truck. Yeah, it's not it's not a way to, tra- like, transport a bunch of pumpkins. You're just asking for trouble. Like, one pumpkin shifts, it's just an avalanche of pumpkins all over your town. I personally loved the cut shot because there's absolutely no way that his truck actually could have yeah. had the pumpkin yeah, like yeah. truck. Like there's just no way physics works. They in showed that it way. too, like the whole like the back piece of like wood or whatever on the back of the truck was like on the ground, but there was no dent. It wasn't broken. It was just like it got yeah. lightly tapped and then they were like, Well, pumpkin everywhere. The truck's and his tire was like inside of a pumpkin. Yeah. It was great. Well, how would he have ran the pumpkin over if the pumpkins were in the truck and then fell out? That's the point, Brandon. Well, we need to write these <laughs> plot holes on IMDb. Count. If you'd like to pay for an IMDb Pro, yes. not a sponsor, then... <laughs> no, sponsor. <laughs> IMDb, sponsor us. We'll help you. Ooh. That sounds fair to me. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't, it's not like I want to. 
What's the box that Claire finds? It was the one with pictures of like uh, he had like a newspaper clipping about his son going to Harvard. I think this was kind of the Aww. the breadcrumbs basically leading us to know what his unfinished business was. Daddy issues yeah. were sunny issues. Um, EM catches a ghost in a bottle, except it's a oh. mason jar. Okay, was this supposed to be a pirate or a British soldier? I feel like it was just a British man who was at a Halloween party. He was he was in the States for some reason. He was here on vacation. Oh, he was, he was taking the Stephen King that. tour in New England. Well, but it was in the Northeast, so... I mean, yeah, I was going to say, it is in where America was founded. So, like, in that general region of the United States. So it's believable. I don't know who to believe. I think he said he was 200 years old or something True. like that. I didn't say the 1960s. And then, so this was what's-his-name. Whoever that guy is. Eric Idle. Right. Did his character have a name? Mr. Idle. Billy Idle. His name was... (laughs) So, he catches Billy Idle. No, I don't... Was it... It wasn't Billy Idle he caught in the jar. It was um, the guy who looked like Ernest. It was Jumper. There was some good makeup, prosthetics, fun things going on I liked it. A lot more than Halloween Town, I think, in that regard. I did too. Oh, because yeah. like Halloween Town, it was literally like somebody went to the Dollar Tree and got a bunch of stuff, Someone and it was like, here we was go. Wearing a pumpkin on their head, like that was Halloween Town. Uh, so he catches Jumper in a bottle or a mason jar, and then that's when Eric Idle's pirate man comes, and he's like, "Hate to break it to you." But boo, and like Cat Denning screams, and then he's like, "Is she gonna keep doing that?" And the brother's kind of just like, "He has." Is this when he has the vacuum? I think this is also the part where his face like pops out and his eyeballs pop out. It's like very Beetlejuicey and very Ghostbustery all at the same time. This is the part where he decides to like go all Ghostbusters on him and try to suck him into the vacuum. I thought that was when there was the sexy Satan guy. It happens a lot. They do it both. Okay. This is it happens like tactic. three times. I like in this movie, there's like, around. they did stupid stuff that if you're watching a horror movie, you're like, oh my God, don't do that thing. That's dumb. And this one, like when he had the vacuum, he tried to suck him up and then they just kind of like stopped and looked at it and they're like, oh, obviously this isn't going to work. Like they acknowledged <laughs> how stupid the kid was being at times. They do that and it doesn't really work. And so the ghosts run away. And it, instead of like getting chased by ghosts, the kids are chasing the ghosts. Oh, it ends yeah. up with them going to an NASR, North American Soul Retriever Center. It's this whole waiting room, very Beetlejuicy, and there's a girl there who's like, there's a picture frame, and I think that's supposed to be heaven or hell portal, whatever. And every time somebody's like, no cell phones, thank you for dying. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love that. She's like, <laughs> please come again. Just kidding. It's not very funny, I know. And then she keeps saying it. I'm saying it now. She is my favorite character in this movie. What is her name? Kathy Najimi? I can't even say her real name. Oh, I love her. Yes. She was in Hocus Pocus. Change your focus. She was in Sister Act. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. Thank you, Josh. That was just a preview of Sister Act. Uh, you'll have to watch the movie. You. will you sing it for me if i watch it like on skype with you will you just i will yeah okay I know perfect every song <laughs> ain't no mountain too high ain't no... 
we should move on. Sorry. I'm sorry. I started talking about Kathy, and then Josh started talking about Sister Act. And then Josh but started Kathy singing. Is, or her name's Marie. She's the greeter when people die. They go to this North American Soul Retriever Center, and she's like, hi, thank you for dying. Come again. No cell phones, please. The cell phone and, thing was cracking me up because they kept saying it like every time somebody new would come in. Like whoever it was, like sometimes it was Jumper, sometimes it was Eric Idle, Pirate Man. Like, oh, no cell phones in here. Yeah, it was really funny. They would just <laughs> basically reuse the same joke over and over. It was like, so dead it people. yeah, because it was so dumb every single time, but you could tell they knew all of their jokes were really dumb. Like this was a very self-aware, purg- would that be purgatory? I guess it is like an in-between yeah. place. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I liked how stressed Bride Lady was because she's like, I have so much to do, I have so much to do, but literally she wasn't doing anything the whole time. She's just sitting there like yeah. her job was a cakewalk yeah. and she's just like, I'm so stressed out. <laughs> okay, I'm really sorry to put a like a wrench in this conversation, but I just realized that you were saying that that Kathy Marie lady was supposed to be a bride. And now it all makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> that she was like, I have so much to do. There's so much to do. This is such a busy day. Whoa. I know. this. It's so good. Okay, this Ooh. movie's rating just keeps going up. <laughs> I know, right? Grandpa's a, a ghost. Or they, they end up, they're up there, and like um, Ian has the mason jar with Jumper inside it. And he's like, aha, I'm not giving this back until we get some answers. And then Bride Lady just uses ghost powers to get it. She's like, don't mess with me, kid. I, I'm too busy for this. Actually, she gets it, and then she's like, I can't yeah. get this jar open because I'm a weak woman. And pirate guy is just like, drop, <laughs> yep. smash. Because at first it was like, oh, they're going for the guy being strong enough to open the jar. No, no, that's good. I have to bring up that one of the favorite parts before they get there is that they, like, stop running. They lose pirate guy. And and Ian is just like, where did he go? I can't, like, which direction did he go? And Claire, I was going to call her Carrie. God, I can't get Kat's <laughs> name right. But she just goes, they went that way. And he's just like, how'd you know? she's just staring up at the moon as all of these like neon colored ghosts are just yeah. flying in a certain direction. Where did they come from? Where did they go? No, don't you dare. Where did they come no. from? No. No. I don't. But really, where did all those ghosts come from? Uh, those. Okay. Well, this is the re- the retriever center. So all the spirits get led there and that was them taking off into the light okay so what happens next they find out that their grandpa is not has they find out their grandpa has not passed over and so the kids decide to work with the dead to figure out why i can't remember oh so the reason that i mean like the ghosts got or the ghost clerks i guess got their jumper man back but what they have in this is that every time you don't uh, like spirit doesn't go through the afterlife thing basically like you have to have a dead to like afterlife ratio of like almost 100 percent. otherwise you suck and i guess like they have a really good record and they're second only to another one in new jersey and then eric idol is like but we all know they doctor their books anyway it's <laughs> super funny they they conspire to work with them so that the rec the records will be clear like they won't get stuck working at this soul retrievers center any longer they can finally move on to the afterlife so they're like sure let's do it we'll find out what your grandpa grandpa needed in order to pass on 
And the bride lady is like not super stoked about it, but she's also like, okay, you have until tomorrow. We yeah. can only claim a misfiling or something until tomorrow. And they go back to Earth and Grandpa Ghost comes back. And this is when, at the time, I was like, I thought it was like supposed to be Sexy Satan, but we find out it's Zachariah, the guy from before who murdered his wife and then got burned alive in this Disney Channel movie, if we haven't mentioned that part already. Yes. I mean, he is kind of sexy Satan, I guess, in that regards. Yeah. I mean, he looked he looked like a like a eighties goth rock star with like cheekbones. He has a hat too. Yeah, he was kind of like he had the slash hat. He ends up stealing Grandpa, <laughs> Grandpa Ghost. Oh. So he steals Grandpa, and then Ian and Claire are standing there, and he's like, "Something to remember me by." And then he throws a freaking fireball at the curtains, and then. There's normal fire alarms in this house, but there's also, like, mechanical ones that go off, and the electric ones don't go off, even though they, like, very clearly show them in the shot. It was very weird. But then Dad comes, and he's like, what are you doing? You started a fire. Yeah. He's like, I've been gone ten minutes. Oh, which we haven't been mentioning. The dad has been, like, getting, has been, like, really worried about the kids. They're missing one night. They're doing weird things and acting strange. And then he's like, are you guys okay? Like, are you really okay? Your grandpa just died. What's going on? Yeah. Well, and not to mention their dad had to deal with like all of his father's belongings and funeral plans and all that kind of stuff. But once he sees the fire, Claire just, Claire's like, we didn't start the fire, but you wouldn't believe it if we told you how it started anyway. So don't worry about it. And the dad's like, okay. It seems like he trusts her at least, like, maybe she's trying to help her brother out or something. And, like, because, like, at first the dad blames the brother and the brother's like, why did you think I did it? And it, it was cute that she, like, stood up for him. And so I'm going to justify the dad by saying that he's like, oh, she's she's got this under control. She's watching out for her little brother also. She's not messing with him for once in her life. So we'll just let it go. If anything, you would have thought that she would be the one that started the fire just after the, like, previous time where she's messing with her little brother. Like, I guess a fire is kind of intense, but still, like... <laughs> there were a couple times where I really thought they were going to kill off one of these kids. <laughs> I really I did. did. I was like... really close. They go to the dead people, and they decide to call themselves the Soul Patrol, and they decide that they should hunt down Zachariah the Cool... So they go to the mine, where apparently he's supposed to be hiding, and they try to suck him off with a vacuum. <laughs> what did they um, do, Brandon? They <laughs> and then Claire falls down the shaft with all the souls. <laughs> what do you want from me? This is what it was. This is what happened. And then Jumper gets taken by Zachariah. Jumper's having a bad time this movie. But why weren't they the scream team? Nobody, I kept waiting because I'm like, okay, once yeah. the kids join up, like the kids are going to say like, we need a new name for our new group. We're going to be the scream. Yeah. They they never say scream team. Now I want to know if Soul Patrol was like used somewhere else. So maybe they were going to initially name it Soul Patrol and then like copyright infringement. Uh, yeah. Because the song could have come after... I feel like you seriously cracked that code. Not, not even kidding. We That's probably what case. happens. Okay, but the dad does... He starts catching on that something is, is happening when someone burns the words stay away in their front lawn. So the stay away part in the lawn was one of the... Uh, this was one of my favorite parts because 
the dad was like, okay, kids, you have to go back home. You can't stay here. You're getting into too much trouble. And then somebody burns that into their lawn and he goes, you're not going anywhere. No one threatens us. And I'm like, this is kind of the time where your kids should leave. Someone's literally threatening their lives. <laughs> yeah. Well, we already know that the dad and kids have a weird relation, like a weirdly strained relationship. So obviously he's got some issues where he's not really caring about his kids' well-being. Yeah, he keeps saying, like, are you guys okay? I'm worried about you. Gotta go. Like, there's yeah. And there's never really, like, a great explanation as to where he's going. I guess in my head I was just like, okay, he's in this, like, old house. He's a doctor. Maybe he's, like, going to someplace to use their internet to like email his patients or something make the books are gone at this point right and then um oh, yeah. they're convinced that mcdonald stole like since the books are gone that he's the one who did the fire stuff and so they break into his house and the books are there yeah and they get them yep and their dad catches on mcdonald comes home though while they're there yeah that that's creepy. it and his dad their dad has to like save their butts and make a diversion for but doesn't he like call him out on it he's like oh i know what you're up to you're just here to create a diversion while your brat kids break into my house the fire was an accident and which takes it from terrifying murder to just very depressing he accidentally killed his wife so that's zachariah yeah it went for yeah it was pretty sad so he accidentally kills his wife because he was the first person in history to harness natural gas so he was actually a genius that made a mistake, a pretty big mistake, and then the town burned him for it. Well, this would have been to give him some, like, he made a mistake, but, like, gas is odorless in its natural state. If gas isn't a thing that people are like, oh, here's a thing, like, this would be, I'm sure this is loosely based on what happened when gas was discovered and utilized. Oh, yeah. yeah, we find out all of Zachariah's backstory, and it is sad. But he was apparently an inventor and everything. So the town was, yeah, against him. The brother, Ian, gets really upset. And he feels like no one's helping his grandpa move on. He's like, my grandpa's soul is trapped and he's dying. and blah, blah, blah. Um, So he, Ian, and the pirate dude go by themselves with the bride lady to try and get rid of this bad Zachariah dude. They're like, we're going to defeat him. We can do it together. While the sister and the dad go to the festival, having learned like what actually happened and to confront McDonald. A much better plan. I love this part. They go to Zachariah and they're like, whoa, dude, you're even stronger than before. And I love how like, the festival going on and the people kind of like praising Zachariah um, made him stronger. And he's like, yes, I have the power. And then he like comes up out of the fire and he's giant and he's huge and he has fireballs. Yeah. He starts throwing fireballs. So much happened in the last 15 minutes. He's like burning all the citizens alive. And I love it. Yes. (laughs) I can't remember how most of them get away. They don't. They die. They run. Oh. Or Claire instead said, hey, buddy, you know what? I know you're a good guy, and you made a promise to your wife that you would see her in the afterlife. And so she shows him a picture of his dead wife, and he's like, oh, my gosh, you're right. And so then he's like, I'm going to pass over. And then he does. 
Those it's very so beautiful. Sweet because like could you imagine okay, well this is a stretch. Can you imagine being a ghost and you have like the one thing you need to finish up? And so I'd imagine that his like unfinished business was to like clear his good name. And instead it goes like the complete opposite. Like not only is there this giant myth about how he murdered his wife, which is a horrible accusation, but there's like a literal party surrounded yeah, around yeah. you murdering your wife and then you getting murdered by fire. The whole time I thought that his like his story was somehow tied to the the reason that grandpa wasn't crossing over yeah. to and so I was like, I really want to know how, like, the whole time I'm like, oh, they've got to be linked somehow. Like, maybe Grandpa saw us go something, something, something. No. Like, there's no connection. Just the, the happenstance yeah. of they're both dead. Yeah. yeah, and it turns out that Grandpa's unfinished business was just telling. Because, like, throughout the movie we saw that um, McDonald's sons, like, got into the family business and stuff. Whereas with Grandpa and I don't know Dad's name, da- the Daddy... He was, like, way smarter. He didn't want to get in on the hardware museum business. So he went to Harvard instead, and it feels like that was, like, a a disappointment. And instead, Grandpa was like, no, son, I've always been proud of you. Like, it makes sense that you would have gone off to Boston. Like, you're too big for this town. You're too smart and stuff. And, like, I'm proud of you. They made – I think – they made grandpa seem so nice at the beginning that it was impossible to imagine him not being nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think the dad probably never got that out of him when he was a kid. And then the grandfather kind of turned over a new leaf when he had grandkids and he started to be more happy and outgoing. Yeah. Even the grandpa does say at one point, like the only reason I didn't want to bother you or didn't, spend time with you is because i thought you were better than this town and better than all the these things so i didn't want to waste your time or something like that generationally it probably makes sense though i mean his, the dad's generation the grandpa's generation like those weren't really times where men talked about feelings to each other or like so like the i highly doubt that the grandpa would have said i'm proud of you son because that's not something yeah. contextually of that era would have been said yeah or even like, oh, I under I I am bummed that our family business is dying, but like I understand you have to do what you have to do. So like, if he was feeling hurt, he may have like been a man of the time and like gotten aggressive or just shut off and just kind of like cut off ties with the son over it instead of being like, hey, I'm kind of hurt. Yeah. What a well thought out movie. I know that's so strange. It was it's great. So lovely. Uh, we do find out that the ghosts have an indefinite extension on their careers as oh, waiting room ghost hunter soul grabbers so yeah they say that sucked they're like well you know getting that bad guy that was a great thing but um having literally the entire <laughs> see a giant flame throwing uh spirit not so great yep yeah poor ghosts that was a bummer i kind of wish they would just have left that out i liked it i thought it was funny because like I feel like maybe there's, like, some ghost cops or something they should have called when they're like, well, man, things are getting... Because, like, they, they they get dead spirits. I guess that's kind of in their jurisdiction, but maybe there's, like, a SWAT team sort of thing where it's not just, like, this jumper guy and Eric Idle yeah. meant to get this, like, giant sexy Satan. If they if they knew they had this big bad spirit in the town, somebody from the ghost SWAT patrol should have been there in the first place. This should not have been left to a bride. And a guy that obviously doesn't know how to work a parachute. Yeah. 
So I have a review from IMDb. Six out of ten. A piece of paper you crumple up, you shoot for the basket and miss. This is by Jenny220 from September of 2002. Pass it up. This movie isn't as good as it looks in the trailer. Wait, it doesn't look good in the trailer. Burn. My dad's friend, who's an editor of the film, showed me the film on a reel, and it was horrible. I normally love Disney movies, not to mention Disney originals, but this one is a, do I dare say, stupid? Disney was uncreative and couldn't think of a script nor story for the deadline date. Cast was horrible, and they should have gotten somebody else to play Claire. The movie is called The Scream Team, by the way. (laughs) Every, I disagree with everything. She still gave it a 6 out of 10. Yeah, it's like the bottom of the barrel. Like, this is so... This is like... We had one a while ago that was like, I'm a film student. I was a film student. I thought this movie was only... And, like, that's what it seems like this person's trying to do where they're like, "Mm, no, I've seen scarier. I love that she noted that she saw it on a film Oh, yeah. That just screams like, I know people. Oh, yeah. Do we do ratings or lessons first? I forgot how this... We do lessons. Lessons. Oh. Let's do a good lesson. I learned... Don't die naked. Be a never nude. That way there's 0% chance that when you're in purgatory, you'll be naked for the rest of eternity. Good. I learned don't accidentally blow up your wife. Good. Probably sage advice. Yeah. (laughs) Wish Josh would have learned that about three years ago. Your life would have been so much easier. It would have. I learned people don't live forever, so tell them you love them. Aww. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'd like to claim Brandon's lesson as my own because that is very sincere and not humor masking the raw emotions <laughs> of this movie. No, it's very real. Um, I learned don't jump down pipes because they're probably disgusting. Did we talk about the poop joke? <laughs> I don't think we remember it. I don't remember when the poop joke happened. I can't honestly remember. Um, um so what are we gonna rate this movie out of ten? I I want to give this movie really, really high ratings, but I think it deserves an 8 out of 10. It wasn't as iconic as Brink, Xenon, the other movies that we, like, really loved. It This one was definitely a hidden gem. Yeah, it was, and it was great. Better Halloween movie than Halloween Town. I'm going to give it a 10 out of 10. I agree. I think this one is far better than Halloween Town. I also, like, I think the reason that this one maybe doesn't get mentioned enough, I feel like it just has the d- misfortune of, like, we're right around the time where we just had one with, like, Shia LaBeouf. We had one with Hillary Duff super recently. We had Lindsay Lohan. And just, I, I think it was too adult. So if you watched this when you were a kid, you either don't remember it or, like, it wasn't something that as, like, a pre-tween, you would have been like, Oh, shit, yeah, Eric Idle, he's my favorite. Like, no 12-year-old, like, some, but most aren't going to be like, oh, God, he's a, I remember that movie with him, and you're going to be like, oh, I remember the movie with Lindsay Lohan. It was pretty dark and twisty, so it wasn't, like, the fun, bubbly, it, it wasn't, the rest of the movies are very much of their time, and this one, like, is more timeless, which is good for the long term, but as far as these movies, which rely on nostalgia, it wouldn't do as well. Remember, yeah, what was the movie that got pulled because it was kind of too scary? Don't look under the bed. Don't look under the bed. I feel like this might have had the same problem where it some parts of it might have been too scary and people got worried that their kids were watching something scary. Okay, for a decom, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10. I Right when I finished the movie, I was like, mm, that's probably a 6, maybe a 7. 
And then talking through it, I realized so much more about it. And I feel like it's actually a movie that if I were to watch it again, I would pick up on so much more. Mm. And I enjoyed it enough in the first place that now I just feel really, really good about it. There are very few deep. There's a there are very few decoms that like after we've watched them I've told people like no I legitimately think you should watch this movie and like while this was going on like I messaged a couple people who I know listen to our podcast and I'm like I really think you should listen to this before our episode goes or I think I really think you should watch this before our episode goes up like this is legitimately like worth watching it's I feel the same way about it as I feel about Twas the Night where there is so much interesting stuff in it that I would rewatch it uh, I think I'm also gonna give it a nine uh, my logic behind that is I watched this last night. And I honestly thought about it several times throughout the day today where I was like thinking about different parts that I'm like, hmm, you know, that was interesting. And that like things that I wanted to bring up because it was memorable enough where I was like, yeah, I don't want to just dog on this. Like there were enough plot points where I actually have things that are interesting and make me want to go out and and search more about it. So. It, it was something that actually stuck with me. Now I can't say if it's going to stick with me past you know, this <laughs> week, but but if I see you know more than just that one scene with the pipe, I will definitely say that I remember watching this movie now. Uh, so next week we have You Wish, and so normally at this part, if we haven't seen it, we guess what we think it's about. I think it's a live action Aladdin. The genie's probably going to be terrifying. It was really bold of them to not put him in pants and just cast David Cross from Arrested Development. But it worked, probably. (laughs) I was trying to make the album art cover for this earlier today, and all I could find was like a picture of a kid with shaggy hair (laughs) and a picture of a woman with short hair. So I'm going to guess that it's really sad. I would guess that this is the Kids Bop version of... Um, Freaky Friday. Ooh, that seems more right than any of ours. Our super serious yeah. guesses. Super silliest. <laughs> okay, are we done recording? Um, I think so. Okay, I'm stopping. <laughs>